listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Welcome to a new episode of Morning Agenda, where we take a look back at the stories that have set the agenda in 2022. Today, we're looking at a dangerous and deadly new trend sweeping our country. Concerningly, a growing number of children, some as young as 10, are joining postcode gangs, engaging in horrific crimes and violence with knives. Many of these young offenders are then gloating and sharing these incredibly confronting videos online. So what's behind this deadly new trend and what can we and authorities do to stop it? News Corp's leading crime editor, Mark Morrie, is one of the key journalists behind exposing the seriousness of these new postcode gangs and has produced a confronting new video series that he describes as the most terrifying in his 40-year career covering crime. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. This is such a compelling series. Were you surprised about some of the revelations by how serious these crimes are? I was sickened by some of it, really. And as I said to uh, a lot of people, we've just come off the back of one of the most violent gang wars amongst um, Sydney criminals I've ever covered. And then we've done this series on teenage gangs and, and stuff. And this is 10 times more important and 10 times more scary than bad guys shooting bad guys, you know. This is young young people's lives destroyed in their teenagers before they've even lived. And that's what terrified me. And some of the revelations that we found um, were, were sickening that they're, they're getting, joining gangs from primary school. They're wow. getting inducted into these, this territorial type warfare, <laughs> for want of a better word. You're an incredibly well-respected, long-serving crime editor. So you're saying to me the stuff you're finding out today is far more confronting than you've ever seen in your career. Yeah, without doubt. Um, I remember we went back in 1998. There was a young 14-year-old boy in Tilopia Street. He was stabbed to death, Edward Lee. It, it was a famous case. And it was front-page news for, for days, for weeks. Mm. Um, now we've realised there's at least... Um, 11 young men, or, or t- mainly teenagers, have been probably knifed to death or bashed to death during in the last four years. I can't remember all their names. And that's really sad. It's horrific. Now, you were concentrating especially on this series with what's been happening in New South Wales, but this is a serious issue, a crisis, you'd almost say, across the whole country. We saw in December, we saw a teenager stabbed after a a night at St Kilda Beach at 7.30 at night on a Sunday night. We've seen situations in casino. There's stabbing attacks and gangs in Queensland. This is a national problem that needs real attention. It does, and we've got to have the discussion, and that's why this series is so so important, is I believe a lot of it's been driven by drill music and Mm -hmm. rap music, um, music I don't even really understand. Uh, Social media has a massive, massive part to playing this. And I've spoken to senior police who say, look, you know, we're not into censorship, but some of these songs, they talk about going out and, and, and attacking other, other gangs. And it's territorial. They say, well, we're from Mount Druitt. Let's go and get the Doonside boys and things like that. So there's a discussion that has to be had about the role that social media plays. Mm. And, that, and these platforms have to take some responsibility. Likewise, the artists have to take some responsibility. And also... The media, even 
we were very careful in, in producing this series that we made sure we had a lot of victims' voices in there. Like, we've spoken to some mothers who lost their children, mm-hmm. which was, you know, really quite confronting. And I'm more to them for being so brave. And their reason for talking out is they just want to stop this. Um, but we also have a responsibility to be very careful not to glorify this gang-type culture. culture. 100%. And, Mark, you made a great point because... Like you, I'm a diehard journo and I never want censorship. Freedom of speech is incredibly important to a democracy. But I I agree with you. I think what we're seeing our kids, especially a whole generation of young Australians being exposed to, whether that's hardcore pornography, whether that's violence, is that they're desensitised and therefore they don't realise the enormity of what's unfolding. We're seeing some of these alleged offenders then go and share they're horrific crimes online, like a one-upmanship. Well, there's, I've spoken to, uh, again, senior police from Raptor and, and criminal groups, and they're going and they're arresting young guys and then they're getting their phones and they've found videos on there of where they have videoed attacks so mm. that they can upload them to give them credibility. Mm. There was one that we, we showed last week. We couldn't even put it on in a couple of platforms because sure. it's so violent. Mm. And it was videoed specifically by the guys who were perpetrating the attack so that they could then go and share it in their groups or put it on social media anonymously. So those platforms, they should take some responsibility and not even put them on, you know. Um, it's, it's terrifying. But as I said, it's a discussion. As you said, it's the desensitization, mm. glorification. Uh, it, it's both of those. And it also leads to the fact these young guys are then groomed by very serious crime gangs, such as the Alamedean, Hamsies, Comanchero, Bikey groups, all of them, and this would be going around the country, as you said, they'll be looking at these guys going, well, that guy's violent. Mm. That guy has a bit of a bit of go in him, or he doesn't care. We need him because he can carry a gun for us so that if I get caught, I don't have to have to worry about it. So they're, they're, you know, they're grooming some of these kids just like pedophiles, and in fact, they're just as... Filthy is better for And just as dangerous. And just as dangerous. And it, and it's young lives that are being destroyed. And then there's the ripple effect. It's, you know, the not it's all their all their friends, you know. Let's let's face it, the most horrific attack I've ever seen is when a eighteen seventeen year old boy man is stabbed to death at the Royal Easter show. Yes. At about eight thirty at night mm-hmm. in what has been around for a hundred years as a showcase. Family event. Family event. And what is even more frightening about that, again, was the fact this was videoed. Mm-hmm. We all saw it. Um, so the police had a lot of video footage and it took them months before they could make arrests because they met a wall of silence amongst 16 and 17-year-olds, very similar to what you get in crime gangs, like organised crime syndicates where you don't talk to the cops. So they... That's happening in teenage years, that they're having a criminal mentality of following, you know, don't snitch. You've got to, you've Snitches got to, get stitches. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's, that's what happens. Again, you know, it's that cultural thing and it's just inbred and then it's amplified. That, you know, it's amplified in songs. The worst one I ever heard was when a young guy, guy Tino Henry, 20 years of age, he was a member of 21 District, which is mm-hmm. you know, a group, and he stabbed to death at Parramatta, um, 2018. The next thing you know, there was a song that came out by a rapper and it said, I guess you're only 20 now. Gosh. So it's basically 
saying, well, we've got you, you know, you've, you've lost a member. You're, you're not 21, you're 20. Now that, again, fuels 21 district to go and go, right, we've, we've got this, we've got to go out there and show them that we're not cowards or whatever. So that's, that's horrendous. You know, that song shouldn't have been allowed out. No. And Mark, what amazes me is it almost seems like legislation and society hasn't, and our governments, both on a state and federal level, have not caught up with where those social media platforms are, that normal broadcasters like a radio, television station or News Corp would not be able to broadcast some of this violent, confronting content, right? So why don't they have to adhere to the same laws and legislations that conventional mainstream broadcasters do? Well, I think you'll find the New South Wales police definitely, and I'm sure they talk to their counterparts everywhere. They're really trying to, one, engage um, voluntarily with mm-hmm. these social media platforms at, at the moment. But I think they'll start looking at legislation, and I'm sure they're talking to people. Because if I was stood up in a, a footy field or in, in a park with a microphone and said, let's go and stab all those blokes Correct. over there, I'd done for inciting violence. Yes. You can say it in a song, but you can't say it in the street. So you're right, we haven't caught up. It was like many years ago, I remember a copper saying to me, we don't have any legislation for computer crime because mm. we didn't know about computers. That shows you how old I am. But, <laughs> um, but again, you're right, we haven't kept pace. You know, they're ahead of us, they're ahead of us. And besides, we might have to look at legislation, which is a terrible path to go down because it, it is, in fact, censorship in some ways. Likewise, it's, um, there are lives of teenagers at stake. So if we have to maybe sacrifice some of those, those what we consider God-given rights, we, I'm sure we can find a way to do it. There has to be a balance. There has to be a yeah. middle ground. Yeah. And what would you say to people that say, you know, because I've thought for quite some time there's been a big issue with what we're being exposed to online with content and it has desensitised a whole generation yeah. on a number of fronts. Right, yeah. What would you say to people that say, oh, our society is not more violent. You know, you're over-exaggerating. You're, you're caught in a bubble. What would you say to those people? No, they're totally wrong. Absolutely right. As I said, I've been around here 40 years. I also did a stint in New York, um, on literally as a street reporter. And I would say Sydney is getting so violent in pockets. Mm. Um, but it's more the degree of the violence. So you might talk volume. They might say, oh, the figures aren't too bad. I'm going, yeah. But there's a lot of dead people. There's a lot of people in, in emergency wards mm. and in rehabs who are going to be hurt for life. So it isn't. It is very bad. It is really. It's an escalation that I've never seen, and it's and it's just growing. Um, I spoke to a former New South Wales cop who spent a lot of time in LA with the Bloods and the Crips, and he Gosh. said oh, he can. He said I'm just seeing this. He said this is just replicated. It's replicated. He said, all the ingredients for what's happened over there, and we know what happened over there. I mean, there's drive-bys that outside clubs. There was and, an Australian gym guy, wasn't there, that was attacked out the front of his gym? Yes, and is that the guy from Mossman who died? Mm. Yeah. And that, um, so we're, we're starting to see that ingredients here. We're starting to see gangs of views almost going into territory to, to try and have a fight, and they're carrying knives, and they're carrying guns. Um, and it won't be long before, you know, there's automatic weapons out in, out there in Sydney and around Australia. And that's more frightening if they go up to that next level because they're watching all that stuff in America. And we're just we're incrementally catching them, which is, it's one race we don't want to win, <laughs> you know. So what would your advice be for parents that have teenagers or are concerned about this? And as you said, speaking to mums, 
and fathers and carers that have lost in a split second their son or daughter is dead. Yeah. What would your advice be for parents? It would be to, well, you know, you can't control 14-year-olds. No, you, you can't. But you've just got to just say be really aware and at first sign of trouble. Walk away. Walk away. Um, if you think there's a group going to a railway station, they're trouble spots. Mm-hmm. They're, they're known hot spots. So just try and educate them and say, look, I know you think I'm being a, you know, a, a, a hovercrafter, I think mm. my, my son calls me, or... Um, helicopter, a helicopter, parent. hovercraft. <laughs> he's, he's got about fourteen different names. You know, none of them. Some of them you can't even say. Understand? Out but just say, you know, we've we've got photos of of eleven dead, dead, yeah, young men. And some of these alleged offenders are as young as ten. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they're they and they're starting younger and younger. So you just got to say, I'm not over exaggerating. You know, there are <laughs> there are there are cemeteries with. Lots of people buried in them mm. who thought, oh, I'll be okay, you know, or just said a tough word to the wrong person. So it's just educating them to be really aware and stay away from trouble. Stay away from those hot spots, you know. Don't carry knives. Well, we went out, uh, well, one, one of my colleagues went out on police operation and in a couple of days they seized 50 knives and four guns off young people. Gosh. Right, and that was from known mostly around railway stations. And a lot of these guys were saying they were carrying knives to defend themselves. <laughs> so, yeah. And they have no idea of the consequences. That's right. And that's, you know, and that's what you've got to say to, to your children. Go, just think, they might be carrying, you might be carrying a knife, but they might be carrying a knife. And the other, other frightening thing I learned was, again, from a, a policeman who'd been in LA, he said a lot of them don't know how quickly and what damage a knife can do. They think it's just poking. You hit an artery, they're bled out in three minutes. Correct, dead. And we saw that in at the Easter show. This young man bled out in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. Emergency um, people were there within minutes and they couldn't save his life. So a quick stab with a knife, and that was one, one stab wound. You get the right place or the wrong place, let's say. And uh, you've got somebody dead and you're away for life or they're away for life. Mm. If you're standing next to them, you have a big pro- uh, possibility of, of being charged. That's right. Um, all those other people, the trauma for the rest of their lives, the, the mental health aspect of just being witnessing something like that will scar them for life. You know? So it's a, the butterfly effect of, of any crime is, is horrendous. But when it happens to teenagers, it's, it's a lifelong thing they've got to, and deal with, you know, and the mechanisms are, aren't there, you know, and that's when you, you start seeing them slide into drugs and more, more sorts of... You know, Slippery slope. Yeah, it's terrifying. And to find out more on the war Youngblood, you can go to the Daily Telegraph's website. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Listener.